and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. G'day guys, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. I am Pete, your host, and this is the Aussie English Podcast, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone who wants to learn Australian English, whether it's to understand Australian English or to speak just like an Aussie, this is the number one podcast to help you do so. Anyway, guys, the intro there. I wonder if you guys know which song that was in the intro. Hmm. Have you heard that one before? That was the Australian National Anthem. So, it's called... It's a song called Advance Australia Fair. And interestingly, at the time of this being recorded, it was not the Australian National Anthem. So, this song was composed by Peter Dodds McCormick in 1878, so what, 130, 140 years ago. And it was recorded and sung, in this case, by an Australian bass baritone, Peter Dawson. And he recorded it in 1927. I use this song because I'm almost certain that it's outside of copyright, and so hopefully I don't get tagged for it, um, seeing as it was recorded over 90 years ago, and it's a recording of the record playing this song, so it was on a very old record, and so it was only in 1984, three years before I was born, so what's that, 33 years ago, that this song, with a few minor lyrical adjustments, became Australia's national anthem despite the song having been written 106 years prior to that date. That's crazy. So, I'll link you to this song in the transcript, guys. Anyway, let's go through some announcements. Um, There's a few things that I wanted to talk about regarding the Aussie English classroom. So, I've been chatting to a few people recently in the Aussie English classroom, including Akan, Lima and Rocio. Thank you, you guys, for all of your input and uh, feedback and advice. And these guys really want some more emphasis on speaking. They want somewhere they can practice their speaking. They want to be able to talk to me 
uh, one-on-one as well as in groups and everything like that. And so, I've been racking my brains. I've been thinking about what I can do in order to turn the Aussie English classroom into an environment where you guys more readily practice your speaking. Because obviously, that's that's probably the most important part of learning a language, being able to speak it. And up until this point, I've kind of left you on your own to do that. And I want to be a lot more involved and able to help you guys and encourage you guys to practice your speaking and specifically to practice speaking about the things you learn in these episodes. So, some of the things that I have suggested, I sent out an email, I should say, to everyone in the Aussie English classroom and they all replied um, telling me what they thought about my ideas. And my basic idea was first that I'm going to make the Facebook group, the Aussie English Facebook group, private. It's going to be a secret group and only members of the Aussie English classroom will remain in that group. So, unfortunately, guys, I'm going to be closing down the Aussie English Facebook group and keeping it only for members. And it's going to be private so that no one can see it. The reason that I want to do this is because it seems like the only people that are in there and active in there are people like Akan, Rocio, Lima, Ruchi, and those guys are all already members in the Aussie English classroom. And I also want to do this because I want to make it private because it seems that a lot of you guys don't want your friends and family and work colleagues to be able to see your posts when you put them in the Aussie English classroom. And so, the only way that I can hide them from your friends, family and colleagues is by making the group private. Okay, so that was idea number one. Idea number two was to have at least two group calls with me and anyone else who's available at the time twice a week, okay? So, a group call on, say, Monday and then maybe a group call on Friday where you can all get in there, you can chat to me and we can practice some stuff from the Aussie English classroom. And then number three was to just have more involved speaking challenges and these would be centered around the Facebook group. So, every week in the expression episodes here, There's a challenge in the Aussie English classroom for people to go over to the Facebook group and post a video practicing a certain expression or some vocab out of this episode. Anyway, those are my ideas currently, guys. I would love to hear your feedback. But the basic idea is that I want to encourage the Aussie English classroom students to practice their speaking more and I want to be more involved and help you guys to do so. I should also mention too that I'm going to increase the price of the Aussie English classroom in probably the next week or two. So, if you want to sign up now and get your one-month trial for a dollar, as well as the monthly payments of only $19.99, if you sign up now, the price will not change. However, once the price has increased, then you'll have to pay the new price. So, if you're interested and you're thinking about getting in there, jump in there now and the price will stay at the current rate right now. Anyway, guys, that was a big intro. Thank you so much for your patience. And just remember to let me know in a message or a Facebook comment what you think. I would love to get your feedback. Anyway, let's get into the Aussie joke for today, guys. And remember, it's your mission to go and tell someone this joke. 
go and start a conversation with someone with this joke after you hear it today. All right, so the joke. The joke is, how do you get 10 English teachers to agree on the best teaching method? So, how do you get 10 English teachers to agree on the best teaching method? You shoot nine of them. You get it? You have to shoot nine of the 10 teachers because then the one that's left doesn't have to agree with anyone but themselves. Okay, so that's the joke. How do you get 10 teachers to agree on the best teaching method? You shoot nine of them. Go and tell someone that joke. All right, guys, today's expression. Today's expression is to be over the moon, to be over the moon, to be over the moon about something or just to be over the moon. This one comes from Akon and he suggested this and everyone voted and it was number one to be over the moon. This is a good one. Let's go through the words in the expression first and then we'll define the expression itself, talk about the origin and then go through some examples. So, to be... The verb to be, you guys will know what the verb to be means. I am, you are, he is, to exist, to have been, to have existence. The word over, the word over. So, at a higher level or layer than something. So, above something, on top of something, higher than something. The moon. The moon is the last one here, guys, and the moon is the natural satellite, meaning it's the thing that rotates around the Earth, the rock, the, um, it's, I guess, a small kind of mini planet, but it's a planet that revolves around another planet, so we call it a satellite, and that is the moon. And it's visible mostly at night, though you can see it during the day, because it's reflecting light from the sun, okay? So, in the southern hemisphere, the moon has a man on the moon. We call it the man on the moon, and it's like the features on the moon look like a guy smiling. And I know that in the northern hemisphere, it looks like a wolf howling. So, a wolf howling is what the the moon kind of looks like because it's rotated around. Anyway, let's define the expression. So, to be over the moon or to be over the moon about something... To be over the moon means to be extremely happy, to be delighted. And to be over the moon about something means to be extremely happy about something, to be delighted about something. So, there are a few other synonyms for this. You could be ecstatic about something, euphoric, thrilled, overjoyed, elated about something. And then the slang terms that you can use for this kind of expression to show that you're happy, to show that you're over the moon, are to be chuffed to be stoked, and to be wrapped. So, I'm chuffed about this. I'm stoked about this. I'm wrapped about it. I'm over the moon about it. And we have a saying in English, to jump for joy. So, this is the idea that you're so happy, you're so full of joy that you're jumping up and down when you're extremely happy or delighted. And the idea is likely related to jumping so high for joy that you've jumped over the moon. And so, you're over the moon. The origin of this expression was older than I was expecting. So, this comes from the 16th century nursery rhyme called Hey Diddle Diddle, or it was originally Hi Diddle Diddle. But it's a little rhyme, a nursery rhyme, meaning for kids that are taken care of in a nursery. And the rhyme itself is just nonsense with no real meaning, and it goes like this. Hey Diddle Diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. The little dog laughed to see such fun and the dish ran away with the spoon. 
So, that was one from my childhood that I can remember. But, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a cute little rhyme. Anyway, let's go through some examples, guys. Example number one. Okay, so imagine you're a high school student. You're in year 12. You're in your final year of high school. You've had to complete all your tests, all your exams throughout the year. You've applied to the universities that you want to get into, to the courses that you want to do in these universities um, the following year. When your marks finally come back, you find out that you've gotten the highest possible score, the highest possible what we call enter score in Victoria, and that is 99.95. I did not get (laughs) 99.95. So, you would be absolutely over the moon if you got 99.95. You'd be over the moon about getting such a high enter score. Your folks would be over the moon. Your folks would be stoked. They'd be ecstatic. They'd be elated. They would be absolutely over the moon about the fact that you got such a good enter score. Example number two. All right. So, in last week's interview episode, episode 393, we talked about cars, car accidents, and car culture with my mate James. And so, in this example, imagine you're a rev head. You're a petrol head, someone who loves cars and pretty much anything to do with engines. Imagine you're in year 12, you know, you just got your enter score, but you also just turned 18 years old. So, finally, after two years of being on your learner plates, your learner license where you can drive, but you have to have someone else in the car, um, you can now complete your license now that you're 18 years old and get your probationary license. You can get your P plates and drive on your own. So, you pass the test, the license test with flying colours, you do really well, you get a perfect score and as a reward, Maybe your parents buy you a second-hand car. Could be a bomb, could be a really good car, but they get you a car and as a result, you're absolutely chuffed. You're absolutely over the moon about getting your license, getting your P-plates, as well as getting a new car. You're over the moon. Example number three. Seeing as it's Australia Day, probably yesterday, but we'll see when this episode comes out. Seeing as it's Australia Day this weekend... Imagine you have immigrated to Australia. You've worked hard for a few years. You've passed your IELTS tests with flying colours as well. You've done really well. You've got a great job. You've been sponsored by your employer and you got permanent residency. And then finally, you got to apply for citizenship and received it on Australia Day. So, you could say when you received it, You were so happy, so delighted, so elated. You were absolutely wrapped. You were over the moon. You were absolutely over the moon about receiving your Australian citizenship. So, hopefully, you guys are now all over the moon about understanding what the expression to be over the moon means. It means to be extremely happy, extremely delighted, stoked, chuffed and wrapped. So, let's go through a listen and repeat exercise, guys. This is where you get to practice your pronunciation, whether it's Australian English pronunciation or just pronunciation in general with your accent. That's cool too. But if you want to sound just like me, just pay attention to my my accent and how I say the following words. Listen and repeat, guys. Let's go. Over. Over the. Over the moon. 
Over the moon. Over the moon. Over the moon. Over the moon. I was over the moon. You were over the moon. He was over the moon. She was over the moon. We were over the moon. They were over the moon. It was over the moon. Great job, guys! Great job. And remember, if you want to go over pronunciation and connected speech in these episodes, make sure that you sign up for the Aussie English Classroom. Remember, guys, it's just one dollar for your first month, and if you do so in the next week, you'll only be paying nineteen ninety nine a month, as opposed to the increased price that's about to come through. That I'm about to bring through. So as it's Australia Day, guys, I thought obviously that today's Aussie fact could involve or could be related to Australia Day. So the first recorded Australia Day celebrations were held on January twenty sixth, eighteen o eight, to mark twenty years since Captain Arthur Phillip raised the flag at Sydney Cove in seventeen eighty eight. So Lachlan Macquarie was the first Australian governor to hold the first official Australia Day celebrations in 1818 to mark 30 years of European settlement. The celebrations included a 30-gun salute and a ball at Government House. Australia Day was originally called Foundation Day. In the early part of the 19th century, so the 1800s, and was typically marked by sporting events like horse racing or boat racing. The first colony to declare Australia Day as a public holiday was New South Wales, and this occurred in 1838 on the 50th anniversary of the Sydney Cove landing. By 1888. Nearly all of the colonies had declared a public holiday to celebrate Australia Day, but it wasn't until 1935 that January the 26th was agreed upon by all states as the proper day to celebrate. Strangely enough, it took until the 1940s, though, for Australia to get its national holiday in place, and then it wasn't for another 40 or so years until 1984. That the National Australia Day Committee was federally funded. So today, Australia Day tends to be a holiday celebrated by family and friends over a barbie and a few beers. You'll hang out, just have a laugh, spend some time with family and friends, and usually young people like my age and younger would listen to Triple J's Hottest 100. This is a radio station that plays the most popular 100 songs for the year, and they would do a countdown. On、uh, Australia Day, and you would spend the time on the beach, probably, or near water, maybe out camping, and you'd play games like cricket, maybe go for a swim or a surf. So yeah, Australia Day is an interesting day that I recommend you guys celebrate. There is a darker side to Australia Day, or at least 
there is some controversy behind Australia Day. So as Australia Day is placed on the 26th of January, the day that the first fleet arrived in Sydney Cove in 1788 and colonised Australia, it's controversial because of this fact. So this date, the 26th of January, when Westerners, when Europeans, when British people first arrived in Australia represents for Indigenous Australians the beginning of their suffering at the hands of Europeans. So the date represents when their land was invaded, when it was stolen from them, and they often refer to it as Invasion Day, because obviously they see it as having been invaded. So the arguments for moving the date, there's a lot of discussion around whether or not Australia Day should be shifted, should be moved onto another day. The arguments for moving the day are that Australia Day is on the 26th and it's it represents or it's associated with the day that Australia was colonised by the Europeans and obviously the Indigenous people started to suffer. The, the fact that this date isn't a long-standing tradition, that it is only a few decades that it has been uh, celebrated nationwide, and the fact that there are 364 other days in the year where we could celebrate being Australian more inclusively, where no one will feel excluded or offended. The arguments, though, against moving the day include no one celebrates Australia Day on the 26th because of of the land being stolen and because of Indigenous people suffering. And the outrage has been politicised quite a bit and may not really represent what the average Indigenous person wants. So it's become really politicised. It's more about scoring points from that side of the argument. So those are the arguments, guys. How do I feel? I'm still sort of on the fence I I guess personally, I don't really care that much which day this is on, and I would happily change it if it could be shown that enough Indigenous Australians were really offended, were actually offended, and that it wasn't just a political move to win votes, and that this was actually going to benefit people. So that's my opinion, guys. But let me know what you guys think in the comments. Should we change Australia Day from the 26th of January, or should it stay where it is? What do you think? Anyway, guys, as always, I'm incredibly over the moon to have you guys listening to this episode, to have you guys subscribe to the Aussie English podcast, and especially to everyone who is supporting me via my Patreon page and who has signed up to be in the Aussie English classroom. I really appreciate you guys. I'm so glad to have you listening to me, talking to me, messaging me, watching my videos. I really, really appreciate it. I want to say happy Australia Day to all of you guys, whether you're in Australia or you're overseas. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you in class. See you guys. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enroll in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class. Bye-bye.